shut your eyes. Can you imagine your future? Now, take a step forward. Are you ready to move in the direction of freedom, peace, and possibility? Welcome to The Way to the Top, where we will examine the process of where you are in life and where you are going. Your potential lies in the process, not at the top. Watch your life transform before, while on the way to the top. What's up, everybody? James here with James Gourmet Pies. And LaTroy Woods representing LaTroy Woods. And thank you guys for being here today. Just throw out that number for you guys if you have something in your heart that you need to speak about. It's 801-331-8113. And today we're going to talk about what would our younger self say to our older self today? And where do you say that with that, James, in your process right now? You know what? I have been blessed to have a child that is the spitting image of myself, right? Everybody says that is your double, that is your twin. My son is, is there, he's very inquisitive. You know, he wants to know what's going on, um, not only in the business life, but in the personal life. Any questions that comes up, he's there with a billion different questions <laughs> to the point where, you know, I gotta tell myself, you know, answer the question. Don't get inside of your feelings. Just answer the question. <laughs> so I do that a lot. And, um, you know, he, he's, very, he's very inquisitive. He's very inquisitive. He wants to know uh, the meaning behind things, right? It's, they're not just questions of why is the sky blue and all of that, but he, he asks questions about God, um, why I decide to be an entrepreneur as opposed to take uh, the traditional uh, workforce route. Um, he's like a sponge, right? Um, so I, I think I was the same way as a child. Um, I didn't get a lot of the questions that I was looking for answered, um, probably because I'm the first, I would say, in my generation or, or, or in my parents' generation that not was an entrepreneur, because I seen entrepreneurship as a child, but that would actually answer those type of questions of why we do what we do, not just, you know, blanket questions. Does that make sense? It does. It does. And, you know, I think if you really want to find that conversation with yourself, you really want to go talk to some children. Definitely. Uh, they're very honest. Mm -hmm. They're not placing judgment or criticism right. on what they say. Their curiosity. And you can actually learn a lot about yourself. Through yeah. these conversations with children, they'll call you on on some stuff sometimes without even like you think they're calling you out, but their curiosity yeah. is what's coming out. And a lot of times we'd be like, you know, you don't know what you're talking about or, you know, this ain't your place, mind your own business. Right. But like we won't answer the question. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like w with me growing up, you had the adults table and then you had the children's table and you didn't mingle those. When it was time to eat, we sat with the kids the adults sat with the adults and you know if you tried to go over there and butt in in any conversations they're going to tell you stay in the child's place right <laughs> so but what would you say for you what was your uh what would be your conversation with your younger self what would that dialogue look like you know i think it really would have to it's going to have a lot of honesty and so like being on this path and process now that i'm on i can see parts of myself because now they're coming out right like there's no such thing as being an adult we're just still big kids mm -hmm. you know that's where all the stuff happens we have these tantrums you know things don't go our way or if we get our feelings hurt we think our feelings get hurt we kind of get really emotional mm -hmm. and because of that i find myself having different qu questions and even conversations with myself and why do i even believe what i believe like how did i get to where i am from where i was because i remember as a kid my imagination just it was free, like mm -hmm. had all these things I wanted to be and do. And then just one day it wasn't there anymore. And so I remember like the last conversation where I was free as a child was sitting. We were living in Colorado. My dad was in the army and I believe I was in about fifth grade mm -hmm. and writing. I used to love English, not for English sakes, but I had a teacher who would give us a book to read. And 
so you had to read the whole book because her way of making sure you read it was when you got back to class, the book report was she flipped the book open. She just scrolled through the book, picked a page. She read the page and you had to tell her what it was about. So there was no skipping of like not reading the book. Mm-hmm. But I used to read, found myself engulfed in that whole process, writing in my journals, reading books, being expressive and creative in that space. Yeah. That's the same thing I'm doing today. I lost part of that self growing up, you know, being told not to do things moving around so often, not exploring those parts of myself. I think my younger self would tell myself to be yourself, to do the thing that you love to do, not what the world wants you to do, not what family wants you want to do, not what society says, this is how you get from here to there, but to do the thing that you love and do those things. Uh, Because this is called my life for a reason. That's what my younger self would say. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not as much expectations would be put on us um, because like you said when we were younger we thought freely you know there was a, wasn't a whole lot of judgment into what we were thinking and what we wanted to do um, the world hadn't beaten to our head that we can't do this yet <laughs> you know um, I would argue with anybody with what I wanted to be in life if they would have told me even back then that I couldn't do what I wanted to do and I think that carried on with me to my adulthood um, sometimes if someone told me I couldn't do something, well, you just feel the fire because now it's like I'm going to show you that I can do what I said I can do, whether I failed at it or not. You know, um, and I come from a lot of older cousins and family members. All of my brothers were older. I had maybe one younger brother, but um, we were just about the same age because uh, he was he was uh, adopted. He was a foster brother, even though I, I consider him to be my real brother. Like you know, flesh and blood, but, um, he was the only one that was my age and, and, and he was introduced to me and to our family. You know, we became brothers as teenagers, right? So when I'm, when I think of myself as a child in the, in the, in the younger grades and ages, um, I was influenced by older people, you know what I mean? Um, and I, I just always, they would say, oh, you can't do this or you can't do that. And I was like, yeah, I'll prove you wrong. You know what I mean? I was the baby of the family, you know. So I had to be tougher, grow up quicker than, you know, my child. And you know what? I would say that today's times are so different. I was watching um, a movie with my son last night, uh, Little Rascals. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, this was not politically correct for today's mm-hmm. day time, right? <laughs> so... Um, just, just the questions that he had was different. Um, the times that we're in right now is different. And I think that we have to be there to coach our children, um, in today's society, what we want them to believe and not YouTube, right? We didn't have YouTube as kids. Um, so a lot, a lot of things are just so different and more than ever, we need to be present in our kids' lives. Yeah, I think that's very true. You know, going back to that question, that younger self, because that's we're still making sense of the world around us. Mm-hmm. Still to this day, all of us, who do I want to be? What do I want to do? Yeah. You know, but as adults now, we throw this question in there, the how. How am I going to do it? And if it doesn't, the how right. doesn't show it, mm-hmm. then we don't do it. Yeah. So that part of our younger self, we don't have that conversation anymore. And so now moving forward to where number two, what... How would my younger self say to my older self? Express yourself. Express yourself. Learning how to express my feelings and understanding my emotions. So now we rewind a couple weeks ago on a trip to Texas, helping my parents move out there. Very profound, James. There were some conversations like that took place that were like gold in the bank, but I actually got to express myself and see that younger part of myself that I hadn't seen probably since I was a teenager. So I cried in a conversation and Mm -hmm. I'm not a crier. I don't know how to show my emotions at that level. And so I cried in a conversation with my brother and it was hard. The tears, I could feel them welling up. He asked me a question. So this was leading question upon question upon question on the trip 
between myself and my brother, between myself and my stepdad and my mom. Now, finally, all those seeds that were being planted, there was another question that was placed in front of me and I wasn't going to run from it. I was actually going to answer the question with full honesty to let go. You know, and I'd done this since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And to begin to do that, I realized there was a lot of stuff that I haven't learned how to express. And so crying growing up wasn't one of those things. Like, it's not acceptable. Mm-hmm. You know, like, man up, right? Like, you're, you're a guy. You don't express emotions at that level. Right. When I cried, it, like, the tears were welling up. The throat was getting all choked up. The words were having a hard time coming out. Mm-hmm. I could feel my lips trembling a little bit. I made the words come out. I let the tears come out. And something happened. I freed myself. And I began to see myself at that level from when I was a kid again. Mm-hmm. It was very liberating. And it set me free at a level to where I could be honest and express myself with these feelings. Right. So my younger self would say, don't be afraid to express your emotions and your feelings, especially as a male. And it's okay to do that. Yeah, definitely. I was, I was raised the same way. Like you can't show a whole lot of your emotions. Um, and I think that what I would teach myself as a child then is it is okay to show emotions. Um, I do still like the, uh, the fact that, the, that there has to be a resolution to it. Sometimes, sometimes it needs to be a resolution. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you just got to get those feelings out and not bottle them up. Um, but I do think sometimes when you're crying over things, you should have a resolution to it if, if it calls for that in the situation. Um, right now, I don't know if it's the best way, but when my son shows emotions, I tell him to go up to his room, get it out, you know, express what he needs to, and then come back and tell me what was it about if there was a resolution to it. You know, if you're crying because someone took something from you or you're playing with your friends and something didn't go your way and you're just full of emotions in that time, I tell him to remove himself from that situation clear his thoughts, and then come back and express himself the way he wants to get it across. Because, you know, he might put his friends on a defensive mode or he might attack them because he feels as though he's getting attacked. Would you say that's the right way? I mean... I don't know if there's really a right way or mm-hmm. wrong way, but I think it's just allowing that expression to take place and then move through it, yeah. right? Not avoiding it, talking through it, um, not really placing all your ideas and personalities and identity onto what's happening, but allow that expression to work through itself so that you can understand how to be a human being. Mm-hmm. You know, like we spend so much time wanting to be in this other place of feeling good all the time that we ignore the other part of ourselves. Like nobody wants to feel bad, but wait a minute, these things aren't bad. They're just called being a human being. They're, they're a part of us. They're our emotions, right? Yeah. And so... I would think more in terms of winning and learning instead of bad and good. But, you know, I think it's an important thing, especially for males. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what? My childhood, I seen my mother was such a hard worker. She still, to this day, is a very hard worker. Um, and I would say the two people that influenced me the most to be a hard worker was my mom and my older cousin. And when I say older, I mean he was an adult, right? And they both would work so hard. My mother didn't make as much as my older cousin, right? So at that young age, I was able to analyze, is busy the same as productive, right? How is it that they both work very hard, but on the income level, it's a lot different, you know? My mother couldn't afford to always buy the newer systems that was out, whether it was the Nintendo 64, the PlayStation 1, and then I would go over to my cousin's house, and he has the PlayStation 1. And not only does he have the PlayStation 1, but he has the smaller, condensed version of the PlayStation 1 and a nicer TV, right? So I would say some of that kind of stuff kind of molded me. You know, um, I didn't grow up in the best of neighborhoods, but I would have friends in middle-income middle Um, household or suburban um, households and I was able to see that there's a difference there there's a difference there I can't pinpoint it but there is a difference there you know and I think that our um, our 
our strive to to be better is how we see things and interpret things as kids because that's what's going to... I'm noticing that with my son. He's a sponge. He's soaking everything up. He's starting to get a personality. He's only eight years old. He'll be nine, you know, in the, in the next month, you know? So I, I realize and I notice and I'm aware of how much he's soaking in. So I'm trying to be more aware of what's the conversation like, what's the dialogue like, you know? If I was his age right now, what would I needed to hear from my father? What would I have wanted to have shown to me? You know, because I'm not, um, I'm more present in my son's life than my father was in my life, right? What are some of the things when I was a kid I'd want to have heard from him, right? What would I have want him to talk, teach me? You know, I know he was out doing his thing. I have no regrets. You know, I love my life and my childhood. Um, and I, I'm not one of those people that take that narrative that my father wasn't around and run with it, right? But try to improve on, you know, being there more often and, and breaking generational curses that I've seen in my life. You know what I mean? And that, um, so I think that's important too. I think it's important to coach our kids. If you don't coach them, someone else will, you know? Is there anything in your childhood that if you could have changed, you would have? No, no, because um, I don't live in that place anymore. I acknowledge it mm-hmm. to have it help me uh, instead of hurt me because that's how I looked at it before. You know, and this this conversation is very real because these are present tense conversations with myself. My younger self is constantly speaking to my older self, you know, and right now one big one that I haven't been great at that's really showing itself and it's helping me to see things for what they really are is relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, and all aspects, the ones with myself, I didn't have a lot of that growing up. My parents divorced when I was about seventh, eighth grade. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the separation between mom and dad felt like a separation between myself, Mm -hmm. the disconnect with myself in the world. That's when it began. And because of it, it didn't allow me to have relationships. Uh, You know, there's very many things that don't get talked about and, and the four walls we call home, you know, money, you know, relationships like we talk about doing but not becoming, but we don't talk about the real stuff a lot of times at homes. And so I went out into the world and couldn't produce any great relationships because I didn't have one with myself. Right. If I had to go back and literally stare myself in the face as a young child, my younger self would tell me now that relationships are important. People are the dots. They're the things that are going to connect things for me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not going to be in climbing the corporate ladder get in the big house, chasing all the external things. Right. It's the people that I don't need to be afraid of people. Mm-hmm. You need to connect with people. Definitely. Definitely. Um, I felt, I don't know if you were going down that road of abandonment, but, you know, my mom was, like I said, she was a hard worker, you know. Uh, my brothers were a lot older and they were into older things, you know. So I wasn't always able to hang out with them. I was by myself a lot. Um and I would agree with you as well as far as not being able to connect that well because I wasn't surrounded by a ton of people, you know. So um, that's, that's something I could look back on now and say that's something I would work on for sure is connecting with people for sure. You know, even for the people listening, you know, if you have children or you're part of any aspect of having younger people be around you, Really listen. Really listen to what they're saying. Don't think about what you're going to say next. Really just see what's going on and what the process and what they're saying is very valid. You'll actually see something inside of yourself if you listen to a child because they're not placing themselves on it like we do. Um, Let that teach you and let yourself grow from it. You know, because... This you could give away if you have children. If you could learn at that level, these younger people, you have something to offer them so that they could, they could offer it to their children and so on and so on. You know, and this is how we could really change the family dynamic of making people productive, making people realize, like, when I get out of my home, like, I'm ready to take on the world. All these insecurities aren't there anymore because these conversations are taking place. This platform, the way to the top 
these conversations where we're dealing with the things in our backyard first, right? We're self-leading. We're having the tough conversations mm-hmm. so that tomorrow those seeds will show themselves. Yeah. And for me, like I said, my weakness is emotional intelligence. You know, I'm a people person. I love positive energy. I love giving positive energy. Uh, I love receiving positive energy, you know. Um, But what I am focused on, what I'm reading about, what I'm trying to build for myself is emotional intelligence. And how do you do that if if it was never taught to you? Um, You read on it. You know, you, you educate yourself so that you don't keep repeating these generational curses. If adaptability for you listeners out there is something that you struggle with because, you know, you were sheltered your whole life, read up on adaptability. These are all different type of intelligence besides just intellectual intelligence, which is IQ, right? Um, a lot of people out there might have a really high IQ because their parents were smart. So they were, you know, putting their head as a kid that you need to do your studies and, and only work on IQ, but their adaptability is not that well, or their um, emotional intelligence isn't that well. Read up on it. Focus on it, you know? And I think that's what I would work on and what I'm going to be working on with my son and continue to work on with my son is emotional intelligence because I didn't have that father figure there at his age to teach me that, you know, so. Yeah, you know, I think it's very important. We're going to be going into the second part of this segment here in a second. And just really because these are things we can't avoid, right? Our younger self, what we make sense of the world then Mm -hmm. is what we're still dealing with right now. Yes, sir. Who do I want to be? What do I want? Yeah. You know, I, I remember coming to that place when I first woke up. And I remember asking a lot of people, even still to this day, who are you? The deer in the headlights. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. No one's having the conversations. Right. No one's talking with their younger self. You know, the, the crazy thing about being an adult is we lose vision. We lose imagination. Mm-hmm. We lose all those faculties that we had as children. And we begin to chase something that we can't find. Because it's ourself that we're looking for. We're looking for our younger self. Yeah. Like we said last week, I, I hate it when I'm in the grocery store and I hear a kid talking about his dreams and goals and the parents are shutting that down. That's one, one way to get uh, me out of my element right <laughs> there is to shun them kids in the grocery store. And it happens. And I think it happens um, subconsciously. You know, that's something that happened to them. So... Or they let life get in the way, so now they're going to block this kid at, at the early age or stop him from dreaming because they stopped themselves. But when you start working on yourself, then you can start working on your children. So. Yeah, thanks, guys, for being a part of this conversation with us. Uh, the best way to really keep in tune with us is to download the app, the Fed by Ravens Media app, and that's going to be the best way to stay connected with us. Google and Apple. It is available. So anyway, this is James with James Gourmet Pies. And this is LaTroy Woods with Prototype Unknown, but really representing myself and finding who that is through the process. Love you guys. isn't a choice we will be waiting for you at the path on the way to the top thank you for joining us today USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Democrat Senator Joe Manchin said on Wednesday he is opposed to using a procedural process known as reconciliation to pass legislation without Republican support, dealing a setback to President Biden's chances of passing a $2.3 trillion infrastructure bill. The CDC is reporting the U.S. government will allot 85% less Johnson & Johnson COVID-19 vaccines to states next week. A report last week said that workers at a facility in Baltimore mixed up ingredients of two vaccines, ruining 15 million Johnson & Johnson doses. 
An abandoned four-month-old baby is in good condition after he was found hypothermic in a wooded area in the banks of a Michigan creek near Detroit, Michigan. Local residents said the woman appeared distraught and said she believed someone was chasing her with guns. A 10-foot-long alligator was hauled away by trappers after he was found under a parked car at a Tampa, Florida apartment complex last week. Trappers safely hauled the animal to a nearby alligator farm. USA Radio News. Hello, this is Wayne Alaroot for our newest sponsor, Asset Strategies, or ASI for short. ASI is a precious metals powerhouse. They sell gold and silver. Never in history has there been a more important moment to buy gold and silver. ASI has been in business for 39 years. They've served over 20,000 clients and sold $5 billion worth of gold, silver, and precious metals with zero complaints. Last year, gold saw gains of 25%. Silver nearly doubled gold's performance. Now Democrats are in charge. Green New Deal, open borders, free health care for illegals. Bailout broke cities and states. The debt is about to go through the stratosphere. The time to buy is now. The owners of ASI, Michael and Rich Checkin, have been my close personal friends for 16 years. ASI is the company I trust when it comes to buying and selling precious metals. Call now to receive a free consultation and a free one-ounce Silver Eagle with every qualifying purchase when you mention the Wayne Alaroot Show. Call 800-831-0007. That's 800-831-0007. Or visit AssetStrategies.com. Almost half of border personnel are no longer watching the border and are trying to corral the masses attempting to get into the United States. Tim Berg from the Phoenix USA Radio News Bureau reports. Congressional Republicans are wrapping up a two-day trip to the Texas border. As far as some of the things they observed, Ohio Republican Congressman Jim Jordan. Yesterday we saw at the Donna facility one pod, which is supposed to, under current COVID protocols, house at a maximum 33 children, and yet there were 527 kids in that pod alone. So when they say this is chaos and unlike anything we have ever seen, uh, that is true. Jordan also saying 40% of Border Patrol manpower is used for processing, and that means the border is going unprotected. Isolated severe storms will be possible from the deep south to the Ohio Valley as a cold front shifts slowly eastward. Strong winds and very dry conditions will keep fire weather threats critical in the southwest United States. USA Radio News. Shut your eyes. Can you imagine your future? Now, take a step forward. Are you ready to move in the direction of freedom? peace and possibility welcome to the way to the top where we will examine the process of where you are in life and where you are going your potential lies in the process not at the top watch your life transform before while on the way to the top what's up everybody james here with james gourmet pies Latroy Wiz, representing Latroy Wiz, and thank you guys so much for being with us again today. These conversations, the way to the top. And you know what? As we begin to actually go through this process a little bit longer and stay committed to it, stay committed to ourselves, you actually do begin to realize the top is actually an illusion mm-hmm. because you can't stay there. It's this process that we go through. So we were just talking about what would our younger self say to our older self. Now we're going to kind of change perspective a little bit. Now with where you're at right now, what would your older self say to your younger self in that same dynamic? You know what? When I get older and I'm sitting in that rocking chair um, and I might have a, a Cuban cigar in this one hand <laughs> and a nice brandy in this other hand, you know, and I got some gray in my beard and I'm rocking on my porch I'm hoping I'm saying, thank you, younger James. Thank you, younger James, for going through it, for doing what you were supposed to do to get me here. You know what I mean? Because I've had conversations with people that are older and retired, and they still have to go to work every day because they didn't plan for the future, right? So I I hope that I'm thanking myself for going through it for deciding to do that at a younger age. You know, now I don't think life is old is over once you get to that retirement age. Um, if you haven't started living your dreams, but my fear is that when I'm on my deathbed, if I didn't go through what I need to go through now, you know, my dreams would have been like, look, we brought this to you. 
you were the only one that could have brought us to reality, and you didn't. You know, you chose the relationship with whoever you were with at that time that didn't see what we brought to you. You know what I'm saying? And I don't want to do that. I don't want to be at that level. I want to be with that rocking chair with this Cuban cigar and that brandy. You know, we might be friends in that space uh, because it's going to be on a beach for me. There you go. <laughs> there you go. You know, and this whole imagination thing, telling my younger self that, listen to my voice. You know, that voice that was always there, mm-hmm. you know, that we don't listen to. You know, you're about to do something crazy and we still do crazy things, right? you like, I know this thing isn't going to have a great result, mm-hmm. but I'm going to do it anyways, hoping that something bad isn't going to happen. To listen to this voice inside of you, younger self, listen to this voice, not the voice that gets you in trouble. It's this other voice that's almost this intuition, like where you get that feeling about something that we don't act on most of the time mm-hmm. to listen to that and let that guide you, not the outside noise, not the outside voices. Listen to me, listen to this part of myself. Because uh, you can never go wrong, right? The house never loses. That's right. That's right. And in my opinion, I believe that our uh, desires are divine, right? And we, we shut that divine desire down, right? Even though we know clearly that even people in our circle might not have that same desire. Most people don't, right? It's unique to us. But we know there's other people in that space that's been successful, you know, um, being a, uh, a creator of something brand new is way overrated, right? A lot of people say that market is saturated, you know? Well, that just shows that there's a proven concept. That's, that proves that there's a community of like-minded thinkers, right? But instead, we talk ourselves out of living our dreams or, or living our desires because of whatever excuses might be inside of that, right? And um, I, never, I, I, I will continue to say I'll never think that you can get too old to live your dreams and do what you want to do or, or want out of life. You know, you got to start somewhere. You know, it was a, a Colonel Sanders that started, you know, at an older age mm-hmm. with the fried chicken. And then he became successful. And now there's a KFC everywhere, right? So there's, there's not a, a, an age limit to... Um, to live your desires and your dreams. But if you can see yourself 40, 50 years from now and what you want that to look like, only you can build that. Only you can build that, and it starts today. Um, I met a gentleman in a parking lot um, just yesterday, and we're having a conversation. Um, I'm with my son, and I'm getting him out of the car, and I could tell something pulled him towards me. Because he came up with a conversation that wasn't a normal conversation, you know, and we ended up getting deeper and deeper in the conversation as far as, you know, him wanting to live his dreams and his wife wanting to be a baker. Right. And so I just told him the steps of what I did from concept to where I'm at now. And the steps are never the hard part. Right. It makes sense when you put it down on paper what the steps are. The hard part is that gray area, right? And I told him that's, that's what you have to survive. If you can survive that gray area, you're going to be fine. You know, you can't put a date on how long that gray area is because I'm a firm believer it's on how hard-headed you are. You know, we talked a few podcasts ago about falling into that pit and keep falling into that pit. Eventually, when you get tired and you learn your lesson about falling into that pit, you start to reroute, but you stay on track, right? So I would feel like my older conversation with myself right now would just be thank you. Do you remember when you were a kid, James, and looking at the stars? Mm-hmm. And so you were saying, talking about desire. And do you want to know what desire means? It means down from the stars. Mm-hmm. That's what real desire means. It's not some, it's not a thing. Down from the stars, right? And to be able to see at that level, to keep my imagination in that place, that the stars, like to be able to hold that desire 
in my hand, mm-hmm. something that's given to you from above, right? Yeah. Uh, very strong. And I remember having that vision and that kind of imagination as a kid. And then, you know, I could blame it on all kinds of things, right? My parents getting divorced. I can blame it on, you know, my education. But at some point, there's got to be expiration on blaming my parents and the world for the way I am and the way I'm not. And knowing what I know now, which I still don't know anything, telling my younger self that keep that vision alive, that desire down from the stars. Like keep that, keep that in your sight. Definitely. Uh, because it's real. It's a real thing. Yeah. Desire is what is personalized to you. Right. I remember uh, talking with a financial planner um, when I was, you know, in the workforce um, and we're going over strategies and plans. Um, He's not really listening to what I want or if I told him I wanted a certain amount dollar wise, he might have snickered like, well, look how much you're making now. And you're going to tell me how much you want. You want all this for retirement. And I knew in that that moment in time, even when I was working with him, that's not my desire. You know, what he's feeding me, what he's trying to sell on me is not my desire. What I told you, you know, when we walked in was my desire. That's what I want, you know. And if you can't help me obtain that, I'm going to have to get that on my own, you know. So I think that we get sold an idea of what retirement should look like. You know, but nothing stays the same. Retirement today is not the same retirement from the 90s and from the 80s and from the 70s. There's a thing called inflation. You know what I'm saying? And then there's, you know, healthcare is getting more and more advanced daily. We're outliving some of our ancestors. You know what I mean? So you have to have a plan not only for 50 and 60 now, but, you know, 80, 90, you never know how old you can get. And how are you going to take care of your children? You know, and what if they're not as strong as you to to be able to sustain their life? You know, I want to be that father that can take care of my kids, whether they can keep the legacy going or not. You know what I mean? And that starts today. That starts today looking 40, 50 years from now. Where do you want to be? Not where the financial planner wants you to be, but where do you want to be? And I think that you can find if that is your desire by how do you feel? When you're talking to those financial plans, are you excited about that? That should be something you're looking forward to, right? Does that, does that lift you up or does your shoulders roll forward and your head goes down like, okay, well, this is what I can do. You know what I mean? Because we tell ourselves lies, right? Mm-hmm. We tell ourselves lies and we believe those lies. And then especially if there's influence, well, we got to think this guy is, you know, he, he's a financial planner. That's what he does for a living. So he has to know what's best for me. No, he doesn't. He might have a different desire. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I believe that right now as we talk, you know, I can see my younger self sitting right there. Okay. And today's the only thing that's going on right now with where I'm at. And here's my story. Mm-hmm. Now, if I was going to read this story to myself right now, I would have to ask my younger self, do you like the story I just told you? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And you can write whatever story you want for your life. When you get to your end of your life, you're, you're on your deathbed. Are you going to want to read that story? Is anybody even going to want to, you know, what impact did you have? Who did you become? Mm-hmm. Is that story going to be this epic story or is it going to be the same as the rest of the 95% of the people on the planet? Yeah. You know, what? I was watching a YouTube video the other day um, that was focused around people that were clinically dead. And then came back to life. You know, we all hear the stories about the white light. They go to the white light and then something sucks them back down to life, right? Um, And they all had the similar story. You know, they went to the white life and then someone said, this is not your time or something like that. But it was one that went further into it, right? She went further into the white light. It wasn't just the white light and then sucked back, but it was an experience, you know? And she said she was introduced to... um, her ancestors and she had questions it was so beautiful that she didn't want to leave the garden was beautiful everything was at peace um but when she got to where she was going they they actually had noted how much light or energy she emitted back into this world what impact she had when she was here because life is a gift 
we don't always get to see that as a gift because life happens, right? And then we are quickly distracted from the blessings that we have, you know, like if you grow up middle class or you grow up high class, that's life for you. You know, you don't you don't see anything different. You know, you don't you don't know anything different, you know. Um, But I think that we should judge ourselves on, like you said, how much light did we emit? How much how many lives have we changed? How many people did we touch? You know, even if it's just in your community, that's a big deal. You know what I mean? That is a big deal. Uh, it could be a smile. It could be, you know, a, 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 a polite conversation. You know what I mean? Just being a genuinely good person. You know, but we don't know how many days we have on this earth. You know, but we want to make sure that once, once we get to that retirement age and stage, we didn't leave any stones unturned. And desires are different for everybody. I keep saying that, you know, not everybody wants to be rich. And it's not like you have to be rich to have a fulfilled life. Your desires, fulfilling your desires right now is what makes you leave no stone unturned by the time you get to retirement age. You know, we could really, a lot of these conversations might seem a little philosophical or something you might read out of a book. Let's kind of make it an experience instead if, if you have a child, you have children, in a sense, their ideas, where do they come from? Most likely they came from your ideas. So what are you saying to your younger self? Because now we're talking in terms of reality. Mm-hmm. You have this child in front of you, and what are you saying to them? Mm-hmm. What conversations are you having with them? What are you telling them what they could do or what they can't do? Yeah. I mean, there's stages in life, right? And, and they come by the decades, basically. You know, from zero or birth to 10 years old, you think a lot different from 11 years old to 20 years old. And then you think different from 21 years old to 30 years old. And right now, based off experience, because I'm only in my mid-30s, I don't think the same as when I was in my 20s. And when I was in my teens, right? So you have to prepare and you have to plan for what could I possibly be at? Where could I be at in my 40s? Talk to some people. Talk to people that are in their 40s. You know, talk to, if you're in your 20s, talk to some people that are in their 30s. Talk to people that are in their 50s. They're going to give you such a different perspective on life. The things that you think is important right now are not things that you're going to think is important once you get to those certain decades and levels in your life. And if you're already up there and you're listening to it, think back. When you were in your 40s, when you were in your 30s, when you were in your 20s. You know, it's it's one of those conversations, and I remember hearing about this many times over and believe it fully that monks in the monasteries kind of known this practice where if you give them a child from the age of zero to seven, they know the human being that this person will be as an adult because that's when all the programming happens. Mm-hmm. That they can put whatever they want into that little child and it will produce this type of adult. Mm-hmm. You know, when we had Elizabeth Cordero on last week, mm-hmm. she was talking about, you know, I think actually, I don't think we talked about it on the podcast. We talked about it in one of our conversations. But when you grab a child, it was, I think this was back in the Aztec times, but the women, the mothers didn't take care of their children. It was actually the grandmothers because they're the ones that had the wisdom mm-hmm. to teach the little kids to be who they needed to be. Right. You know, and it's very, very That's different. a lost art now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now the grandmothers is YouTube. <laughs> Sometimes I got to take the phone from my son. Hey, what are you watching, man? No, give me that. Turn that off, you know, Mm -hmm. because it it is a lost art now. We're not being guided by the older generation, you know, speaking for the mass because it's what I see. You know what I mean? Um, But it's very important. And then once you get above seven or eight years old, now you think you got life figured out. So I understand why they would say younger than seven, because there's such a sponge at that at that age. And now my teenager 
you know, she's 16 going on 32, her daggone self. You know what I mean? She got life figured out. And I do think that now that she's at that stage, I do have to allow her, um, you know, still plant those seeds, you know, still plant those seeds in her mind. But you got to let let them be who they are, because at that that age, they're starting to figure out who they are. You know, we try very, very hard to to guide them even more once they get at that age but whatever you've already taught them is pretty much what they're running with at this age you know speaking for teenagers or the later teenage stage because I knew how I was when I was that age you know you think you got it figured out so teach kids teach your kids (laughs) at an early age (laughs) you know I'm right now this conversation talking about kids right and no matter how you have kids in your life um I believe we all have children in our life at some level that are teaching us all the time Mm -hmm. and like placing ourselves on kids, right? We're not, we don't have no control over them. We're here to keep them safe, to provide for them, but we're not trying to make them be something that they're not. Right. Definitely. You know what I mean? And so that takes another level of conversation where this is what you need to do. This is what you're going to be. This is what I'm saying is right. You know what I mean? To have some different conversation. This little human being isn't you. Mm-hmm. And for them to allow themselves to express themselves and be who they are. You know what I mean? Otherwise, they're going to get in the world and they're going to be lost mm-hmm. and hurt. And what do hurt people do? They hurt people. Definitely. Definitely. And, that, and that's easier said than done, but it's, it's, very, it's, it's very important, right? When my daughter started dating... I'm, <laughs> Let me tell you, that was the hardest thing, you know, dad, I want you to meet him. Yeah, all right, bring him in, you know, and I, and I tried to get into that clear mental state of, you know, don't act off emotion, don't speak from emotion, but figure out who this little boy is and let her figure out who she's going to be. You know what I mean? Still guide, like, you know, make sure you only go in public places, make sure that you're home at a decent time. But most of the time, what I'm planting in her head and her mind is make smart decisions, make the right decisions. I can't be there with you every second. And I'm not going to try to. I'm not going to act like I can. And I'm not going to condemn you for making bad decisions because we've all made bad decisions. But just try to stop and think when you're in this moment. Should I be doing that? Should I be doing this? Should I be going here? Should I be saying that? Just be aware of it, you know, so that when you do make your mistake, you know that you made a mistake with a conscious decision and you didn't like that. You didn't you you, you don't try to please everybody else around you, but do what works for you. You know what I mean? Uh, There was a lot of times where I made mistakes as teenagers because I was trying to keep up with everyone else. Instead of staying in my own lane, you know what I mean? So I'm trying to teach her to stay in her lane, you know, do, do what you want. Of course, I wanted to grow up and take over the family business, but those are not her desires. So I need to make sure that I'm supporting her desires and what she wants, what she was called to do. Because what she was called to do could be completely different what I was called to do from what I was called to do. You know what I mean? So... Um, that's where I'm at with it. And, and like I said, just getting older, see yourself, see yourself in that older stage and, and what you want around you. What do you, what do you want? What do you want to look back at and say that I've accomplished? Cause you know, that, if, you know. if there is a telltale James, one phrase you could tell your younger self, what would that be? Cause we know children, right? They don't listen to words. Mm-hmm. Things get lost in translation the more you talk. If you had to say one thing to your younger self, what would that be? From this stage? Mm-hmm. What would I say to my younger self right now? Right now. Just hang in there. Keep doing. I, I wouldn't have changed anything about what made me me because I believe that every, our life was preordained. Right? So if anything would have changed or if I would have redirected myself as a child... I wouldn't have been who I am today. So I could sit here and say that I might have suffered or think that I suffered from child abandonment. And if my father was there more, then would I have been relentless as I am now? Would I have 
chased my dreams and goals because I love my father. But the thing was, he 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 pushed me to the military. He pushed me to the workforce because he got to his age where that was important, right? Um, and and so I wouldn't change anything. I wouldn't. I don't think I would tell myself anything. But hang in there, you know. Hang in there and keep keep doing what you're supposed to do. You know, Life is a lesson. It, it truly is. And if I had to put that in one phrase, it would be to question my beliefs. Are my beliefs mine or are they somebody else's? Mm-hmm. To question everything. Because so we're not taught to ask questions. Mm-hmm. We're, we're not taught to think outside of the box. Uh, that was the one piece of information I learned from college. And, you know, all the money I had paid, um, that was the, the puzzle piece for me was to question everything, especially my beliefs. That would be the one piece of advice that if I knew as my younger self, that if I started asking different questions, better questions, I would have had different perceptions and different possibilities. Yeah, belief is huge. I mean, when I started writing my goals down and what I wanted, I didn't know how everything was going to manifest. You know, I just said, this is what I want. And I'm going to write it down, you know, and as this year is unfolding and the pandemic from even from last year, they gravitated towards me. Right. I wasn't focused on everything else that was going on around me. I was focused on moving forward. Right. So anyway, for y'all out there, if, if you take anything from today's podcast is please visit your older self. Visit your retirement self and just make sure that you're happy with that conversation that you're having with that person. You know, best way to reach us, guys, is on the app, the Fed by Ravens. You know, it's very easy. You can find everything you need. Uh, you know, have to search for everything. We'd love to keep having you part of these conversations. I just want to thank you for being a part of these things and what we could provide for you guys. So thank you for joining us on the way to the top. The process isn't a choice. We will be waiting for you at the path on the way to the top. Thank you for joining us today.